Welcome to Accelerating Your Dental Practice, a podcast with free expert advice to accelerate your practice's efficiency, growth, and profit. Here's your hosts, dental management consultants and friends, Malika and Michelle. Welcome back to our latest episode for this podcast. Today's topic is going to be accelerating your practice by automating your systems. Yes. And since our last podcast, unfortunately, the staffing challenges have not changed. And our clients continue to talk about the stressor of not finding the right employee or any really honestly finding anybody that can help them with answering phones, checking in patients. So we're here to give you guys some guidance, some ideas and ways that you can automate your systems and your practice to continue to be successful and profitable in your practices. We're going to talk about a couple of different systems that can be automated today. We're going to give you a lot of resources. And yes, we're going to give some shout outs to, to some companies today because Malika and I can't automate all of this for you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, just you know, in full disclosure, there are some companies out there that we just absolutely love and have had great success with many of our clients. And there are some companies that we'll recommend that we do have partnerships with. All the links to these companies will be in in the notes section of the podcast if you want to reach out to them afterwards to get some additional information. But I want to start off with scheduling. The telephone is a very important thing in the office, but if you don't have enough staff to answer the phone, or if you don't have somebody that's maybe answering the phone after hours, like we talked about in our, our previous episode with outsourcing your, your calls, there, there are tools out there for online scheduling, and they're pretty cool. It's not just somebody going onto your website and filling out a chat box that like says, yes, I want to schedule an appointment, and these are the days that I'm available. Please have somebody reach out to me. It's more of them being able to see availability in your schedule and scheduling their own appointment. And it's, it's become extremely popular because let's be honest, not many people want to be talking on the phone these days. It's much more convenient for people to click a couple buttons on their phone and schedule an appointment. And then they get everything automated for them. They can do this at 10 o'clock at night, they could do it at three o'clock in the morning if they wanted to. They have the ability to, to do it when it works for them. And I do hear feedback from people that say, I'm more apt to go to an office that has the majority of things automated, that I can schedule an appointment online. Now, when you're doing this, there are a couple companies out there, some, some big names. Local Med is, is a big name that a lot of clients use. Flexbook. Uh, is also another one that clients use if they're using like Flex for some of their patient communication tools. They integrate right with your software. You set up the schedule. You allow the times that you want people to be able to schedule like this. I typically recommend you only open it up for new patients, emergency exams, and consults. I do know that there are some offices that do recalls through it. However, it can be tricky because <laughs> the patient might schedule when they are not actually eligible for that cleaning with their insurance carrier. So it's much easier if we do new patients, consults, and emergency exams, and then we get them in and we can get them scheduled when they're in, in your office for their next appointment. One quick tip if you're doing online scheduling, it's easy. People love it because they don't have to talk to anybody. 
but you don't build the relationship that you would if you had 10 or 15 minutes of that patient on the phone. So I always recommend once you see it pop up in your schedule that somebody has scheduled an appointment online, it's great to give them a call. Even if you leave a voicemail to say, you know, hey, Malika, I saw that you scheduled an appointment with us. We're really excited to see you. Be on the lookout. We're going to send you some new patient paperwork. You're going to be here for about an hour and a half. You know, and if you need to make a change to this appointment, if you could kindly give us 48 hours notice. Now they know, you know, they're coming in and they can't just slip through the cracks and not show up. So I love online scheduling. I've worked with many offices that are like, are so amazed that they go, they leave on Friday and they come in on Monday and they're like, whole schedule is full because there's just people scheduling left and right. I think it's an important tool and it's an an important add-on to having somebody answer the phone for you. And just to get people to be able to schedule at all hours of the day. Convenience. Convenience is key when it comes to scheduling. And Michelle, I love the tip that you shared with them because I think that's huge to be make sure to still have a connection with that patient because yes, online scheduling is great, but at the same time, it's very robotic. Yes. So, you know, you want to make sure that that interaction happens because a lot of times these are new patients that are coming in. So you want to make sure that you, you wow them with a quick phone call. And also, as you said it really well, so that they don't think, okay, I scheduled online. I don't, they don't know me and I can push if I want to. I think that's, that's a huge component in this is that that connection still has to happen. And at the same time, I'll say this, a lot of times when I do suggest online scheduling, I'll get a quick response of, well, my schedule doesn't allow for that. <laughs> so I think it's really important to be open-minded about this because it's about efficiency of your practice. It's about working smart and not hard. So if your schedule does not allow it, what can we do to pivot so that we can make your schedule so that you can do that? As you said, like you can go on Friday and come back on Monday morning and those two holes on your schedule now are emergencies that can maybe end up to be a root canal or a crown, depending on the, you know, the type of practice you have. But I think that is important to just look at your schedule and the style of scheduling that you've had maybe for the last five years now needs to change a little bit to allow for that online component to be added on to make it more efficient. That, that is really important. Yeah, I agree. Like, that is important. So awesome. I think, uh, we have another topic. Yeah. So the next one I would say is that, you know, you know, me and Michelle were just talking about this too, was, you know, treatment planning, especially with my orthoplat practices, you know, you present so many treatment plans and one that I'll just bring up, you know, ortho is phenomenal with this patient comes in or parents come in, you present an ortho case to them and mom says, or dad says, well, I got to go home and talk to, you know, my spouse or, you know, I got to you know, des- decide if I can financially afford this. I just can't commit right now. What's great about these platforms is that you can then, your treatment coordinator can email the parents a copy of the treatment plan with the breakdown. It's electronic and they look at it. They look at their options of paying in full. Let's say if there's insurance involved. They can see what the insurance would pay and what would their monthly payment be. And what's really cool is that they can actually decide based on the settings you put in, what is their down payment amount? So if they put $500 down, what would be their monthly payment? If they put a thousand down, what would be their monthly payment? So depending on the benchmark you have, because I have offices, I will say, I won't agree to less than $500 down. So if that's the case, you know, that stops them from doing less than 500 and or more and 
then they literally put their credit card in, push accepted, and then it goes automatically to you with a copy. You, I have an ortho practice right now. 50% of the treatment planning is done online that way, which is great. Like, and, and I first, honestly, to be honest, when I first was exposed, I'm like, this can't work. It's, it, it doesn't make sense, but it works really, really well. And I know there's, like, I know Dentrix also offers something like this where my pedo practices will have, again, a parent that's in the office and maybe there's an IV sedation case and the mom just needs to process it and talk to the father about it. So you can electronically send them an email with the true plan attached so that they can process the information, you know, just go through it and make sure they can a financial. Do they really want to sedate their child and then make a decision and then send you an email back with the signed um, agreement or treatment plan. So automating that as much as people think it has to be in person, which yes, that is that in-person interaction is really important, but when you can close that treatment for any reason, automating that really will help get you guys more efficient and really close more, more cases. Yeah, that is that is a great tip because especially when in, in ortho and pedo, when the children are involved, one parent usually comes to the appointment, yeah. but they know that they have to go home and talk to the other parent before they make that decision. And I think that's a really great tool and saves them time from having to come back to the office exactly. more time out of work or whatever. So I think that that's great. The other thing I'd like to add to that is it's okay to do like a virtual consult with them. If you needed the spouse there to do a, a review that treatment plan, because also sometimes it's the mom going home and, you know, she maybe understood something a little bit differently than how the office presented it. So don't be afraid to, to do something like that. Uh, as well to go over that treatment plan with both parents. So automating that is is fantastic. Yeah, and there's, and you just remind me of something, unfortunately, I'm blanking out on the name, but I'll look it up and we can definitely add it is, I have one ortho client and what, what he does is really a great idea. He will record with a program the, the treatment plan. So when he's going through that panorex and you know the details of it, and then it emails it to the parents. So Ooh. the parents are able to listen to the whole presentation. So if there's any question about Invisalign or, or traditional braces, and at the same time, the referring doctor, the pediatric dentist or the general dentist can get a copy of that recording. And it's done really well for him. And at first I was like, what do you mean? How do you do this? And it's like, it's really quick. I'm literally saying, hi, this is Dr. Smith. And I, I just saw Johnny and Johnny needs eight months of treatment. And this is what he needs. I recommend extraction of these wisdom teeth, for example, X, Y, and Z. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at the office. If you have any questions that recording goes out, he doesn't make it long because obviously no one has time to sit there and listen to like a 10 minute video of you going through the detail of the treatment plan. But at the same time, it gives you a, a quick snip of what they recommend. Also it makes the parent get in, to meet the personality of that treating orthodontist. Cause I like, especially with ortho, um, you get to spend like 18, sometimes 24 months with that yeah. orthodontist. So you want to make sure that, that you get a vibe of that uh, personality and character, make sure that's a good fit for your family and your, your child. That's so great. I just about that. Yeah. That, that is a great tip. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Let's get that into the yeah. notes for, for people. Next up is patient reminders. And that's, confirmation reminders, uh, emails, text messages. It is reminders of people that are past due for hygiene appointments. Automating these are really important. It saves your team 
hours and hours and hours a day and week confirming appointments. Most people will confirm via text or email. Most. I kind of have a rule of thumb that if you send these messages out and it's 24 hours before the appointment and they have not confirmed via text or email, give them a call. But hopefully you should be making very few phone calls. So these messages should go out. And as a rule of thumb, I kind of like it to go like if it's a hygiene recare appointment, like two or three weeks before, but they can't confirm at that time. That's too soon for them to confirm, right? There's right. too much time between that and their appointment. So it's just a reminder and it lets them know if you need to make a change, then now's the time to do it. And then the email and text message reminders, that that's strictly up to you what you want. But I typically recommend it's like two or three days before the appointment, being aware of what your cancellation protocol is, right? If your cancellation protocol is 48 hours, then you might want to send it out three days in advance to give them a little bit of, of wiggle room there. But you can also set it up so that it is reminding people that are past due, right? There's people that leave your office that don't schedule that six-month recare. So what do you have in place to follow up with them? There should be automation there that about a month before they are due, they're getting a message. You're due for your appointment. Please give us a call. And then if it if they don't schedule, then they're past due. And now they should be getting messages like once a month, basically following up yeah. saying that you're overdue for your appointment. Can we get you in? With the past due people, I like to mix it up a little bit because I have found that people communicate uh, a little bit differently. I am definitely going to answer somebody a lot faster if they text me, right? I spend my whole day on the phone. So if you call me, there's a very slim chance <laughs> I'm going to be able to pick up. Oh, it's very true, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people, if they're at work, a text message or an email might be better for them because they can get that on their, their phone. So phone calls don't always work for them. But when you're doing past due calls, I, I like to mix it up. So I might text you. And then two weeks later, I might make a phone call because you never know what the situation is going to be. So it's automating it as much as possible because I know how quickly those past due recare appointments can, can pile up, especially right now, you know, there's still a lot of people that are getting sick and they're having to cancel their appointments. So I think it's important to have that automated thing there. And in return, have the ability to do two-way texting with patients. So the reminders should be automated, but we should have the ability to text people back and forth. So it looks like it's coming from the office phone number, right? Nobody should be texting a patient from their personal cell phone number. And I do know some offices that do that. I definitely don't do that. <laughs> definitely don't do that. That's why I like some of these, these things like Modento and Flex and I think like Next Health. And there's so many of them out there. You can do it through your software curve. You can do it right through curve yeah. or yeah. some of those softwares and have the ability to be texting from the computer or an, or an app on the phone so that it does come from, from the practice. That's yeah. important. And you can even have emojis, you know, like you can even put a happy face. You can make it personal yeah. and they, they might even react better to it if you do it that way. Yeah. I do know some offices that that have cut and paste uh, templates and they like will have an office phone number and copy and paste that into everybody to confirm. That takes a lot of time. 
for your team. That is very, very time consuming. It will cost you more doing that than it would to sign up for, for one of these companies. And, and these companies that we've talked about, I just threw out a couple of names. They do more than just reminders. They, they do so much more yeah. <laughs> than reminders. Yeah. So automating forms, you know, making sure that all of your new patient paperwork, consent forms, even treatment plans are signed digitally. Nowadays, we're still very much in COVID. We don't want people touching stuff. We don't want them in the office any longer than they have to be in the office. I always say to patients when they schedule an appointment, whether it is with me over the phone or it's an automated one, to we're going to send you a link to fill out the paperwork. Please fill it out at, at your convenience in the comfort of your own home and submit it back to us so we can expedite the check-in process, right? Because we all know if a patient shows up our scheduled appointment, we ask them to show up 15 minutes early. They don't. And if they do, it still takes them 30 minutes to fill out the paperwork. So automating the paperwork and getting as much of that done ahead of time is going to make your front office team much more efficient. True. And then, you know, as you know, this, some of them will automatically sync with the software. So you're not sending their paperwork that needs to be, you know, filled out, scanned, shredded. I mean, it's a lot of work. And if the patient's good about submitting those forms ahead of time, you get a pulse on the patient, you know, depending on the the questions you have on your patient questionnaire. Like you might want to know like when the last time they were obviously in the dentist. And if you see that the last time they were there was 10 years ago and they're seeing hygiene, that really gives your hygiene some platform of, okay, is this going to be a gross debridement? Because they haven't seen a hygienist in 10 years. So those are really important stuff that you find out versus a patient that walks in 10 minutes before their appointment time. They're, you know, trying to figure out how to fill out the forms. They're missing half the questions. And then hygienist is running behind. So he or she's going to take the patient back with the clipboard. You're trying to put me, I see it all the time. And then it doesn't look good. And the patient doesn't know it's their fault that they took too long or they didn't do it online. It's more, it reflects upon your practice and it just affects the flow. So I think it's important to make sure that you're able to have those options. And obviously you're going to have demographically, Michelle, you know, there's like patient offices that have elderly patients. They might not want to do it on a, you know, right. electronic on an iPad. You might have to do some handholding. Yes. You're going to have those types of patients or language barrier and they need some help filling out their paperwork. But majority of the patients are pretty good about filling it out online. And I'm going to appreciate it because they don't want to deal with it when they come into the office. Right. And then you don't have to listen to them grumble about how many forms there are to fill out. Especially pedo when they have twins. I, I love when I hear the question, do I have to fill out two? And I'm like, well, yes, there's two children in the office. <laughs> so just, you know, those stuff you can, they can deal with it and they can, you know, cry about it at home before they come into your office. Exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, the other one, like, you know, automation, online payments. Uh, this is a big one. I personally love it when my physician has it available for me because so, I pay my bills at night. So if I'm able to log in and pay something online, I love it. Obviously, I know, like, from just experience, medical offices will have, you know, a dashboard where you log in, you get your lab results, all that stuff. You know, obviously, we don't have that luxury, but there is systems where you can put pay now on your website and it's linked to your merchant. You know, you can have text to pay where you can, you know, text a parent, for example, that is sending the kid upstairs that she's here. She's sitting in the, in the car. 
You can text them the day before with the reminder of their payment. And it works really well. I mean, offices have done it more than ever during COVID, or they didn't want interaction with the patients in the office. They saw a great return in that, you know, the way patients were reacting to it. Some were hesitant, but again, I feel 90% great results. And I hear offices say, well, can you talk to my doctor? Because patients are asking why they can't pay online. So definitely consider it. it's an easy fix. You know, you between your merchant and your web designer, they can figure out a system and it could be on your, your, you know, your landing page where it says pay now. They click, they pay it. You get an email in the morning of all the payments that came in and you just post them. So this, it's great. Obviously, there's, depending on the software, some of the ortho softwares will even allow it to automatically post to the account. So you don't even have to worry about it, but definitely consider it. It's really, it's a, it's a great tool to have. I have a lot of offices that use it when they're posting the insurance payments and the patient has a small balance. They'll text them right away. Say, I just received your insurance payment. You have a balance of $30. Click here to pay. And yeah. it works great. You're not yeah. chasing these people, these people down. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. So not, you're not even, you're not printing a statement, stuffing an envelope, putting a stamp on it. And then I just will tell you from me, I'm or maybe look at my mail once a week if I have time that comes through my mailbox. Because everything I do is automated online now. So by the time they get the mail and then hopefully they'll pay you, that's another two, three weeks. So if you're able to, that's a great tip to be able to just text them immediately right there while you're in the momentum of posting payments and you have balances, you can just collect a bunch right there too. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I, this is kind of one of my favorite features. I have to say. I don't want to say that there was anything good that came from COVID, but there's some good things that came from COVID, (laughs) like system-wise for dental practices. And I think that we were able to automate a lot of of this stuff for for people. One of the other things is uncompleted treatment, right? There's a list, a long list of uncompleted treatment for, for patients. And some of these systems that are there have the ability to do blast emails, to people, you can put criteria in there. Like I want to send an email to everybody that has insurance benefits remaining, that has a treatment plan of whatever X amount of dollars and send it out to them. And in there, you can get them like the treatment plan can be in it. You can have specifics. It can be customized. It can be generic. You can do whatever you want with it in order to to get these patients back in because many offices and and I know you've all heard this like oh it's September October we need to do like the big rush of you know you're going to run out of your insurance benefits everybody try to get in and then people can't get in because you're reminding everybody at that same time yeah. to try and get in and then a lot of doctors are like oh I'm taking the week between Christmas and New Year's off so they don't have the availability 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 um, <laughs> I like to do this quarterly quarterly you should be sending stuff out to your patients they should be reminded of this consistently to help fill your schedule right a lot of us go into panic mode and say like oh yep our schedule's falling apart we need to to do this and call all these patients if you're consistently every quarter sending this out to patients you shouldn't have that dip in your schedule you should have these people come in and, and then you don't have to worry about the mad rush at the end of the year. You'll still have that, especially for new patients who've never been in and want to get their everything done in the last month of the year. But your existing patients are well cared for throughout the year. So when you're looking at some of these systems 
for automation, like I mentioned, Modento, I mentioned Flexbook. There's a couple other ones. Next Health is out there. Uh, Yappy, any of those there. Look at the features because they all have something similar in there and look at what's most important to you. Yeah. Right now, I, I have a client right now that they're using a, a, a system. Um, I'm not going to mention which system it is, but they're using a system and they love it, except now they want to start sending out a newsletter to patients. And this particular software does not do bulk anything. It's only individual stuff. So now they're trying to find a way to create this newsletter. How do they export the patient's names into something else that's HIPAA compliant to be able to send this? This newsletter is a little challenging. So look at all the features in these things to, to see if they cover everything because you can have two that maybe have some overlap and you don't want to make sure that you're paying twice for something. It's very true. And I think that's what I know sometimes is that my client will have four different platforms they're using and some of them cross over. And it's funny, they'll say, well, I love them all. And I said, I know, but are you aware that in total, you're paying over $2,000 for all these that you love, or you could probably drop one and, you know, combine one of them, but what are the tools you really need? And what are the ones that maybe you don't, you're not even utilizing. So it's important to know what you signed up for, because some of these platforms do also have bundles of different types of services. You just want to make sure that if you're using them just for phone, you're not paying for other things on that platform. Or if you're using them, you know, for text or whatever, you want to make sure paperless, you know, for your paperwork, all those make sure that you all of them are not offering the same system as, as an additional service and you're able to cover them all together. So that's actually a, a very good tip to keep in mind when you're doing that for sure. Absolutely. And I think like you said it really well, like break, don't, I mean, everybody wants to send a blast September, October, and then they're frustrated because their phones are off the hook and they can't get in. The patients can't get in. So campaign it. I know like offices general or even ortho that do Invisalign and sometimes Invisalign has a special and you want to promote that. You can literally pick all the patients that got a treatment plan for Invisalign and do a blast for the $500 off, for example or your night guards, or your, you know, Zoom, if you do Zoom, that whatever you're doing, you can paint each one of those separately and pre-scheduling them. And if it means just to put a note on your, your, your practice schedule to remind you, because we're busy, offices are busy, phones are ringing off the hook. But if you keep it consistent, you'll definitely see results from it versus just doing it once a year. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. And then the other one is reviews. Offices can't do without reviews. That's just, you know, I joke and say sometimes when the offices I look up and they have 500 reviews, obviously I know they're using a platform, which is great. So there's so many out there. I think it's important because yes, you can have your office manager, your front desk, have a pre-template email with a link to your, you know, Google, Facebook, Yelp, and asking that patient that's raving about you guys in front of the, you know, at checkout, you can do it that way. But, or, or you can honestly automate that so that you don't have to worry about your front desk that's already drowning in phone calls, emails, you know, check-in and check-out to also remember to then open an email and start sending emails out to, let's say, 10 patients a day. So definitely consider doing that. It's great because the patient will get a text, like an Alberta is great about this. And, you know, some of it, depending on if they don't give you five stars, it can go to a feedback and it goes internal to you guys versus going blasting it on Google or Yelp. So, but it, it, it makes a difference, especially for those that are still 
infant practices that really need that presence. Or unfortunately, if you had gone through a bad time where you were short staff and things were just not going well in the office and you might have some bad reviews that you're trying to get dropped lower so that you can see the, the, the higher five-star reviews, this is a great way to boost your practice and show presence online. But also remember that if you have a patient in your office that is upset and is having a moment, turn it off for them. Because the number one time that you, your patients, or even I do this when I'm upset is when I write a review, not when I'm happy. That's just a fact. So you just want to make sure that you avoid that from happening. Because I've seen this happen too many times where the poor office manager was like, I knew this was going to happen. I wish I just remembered to turn it off. So just remind yourself and communicate within each other. Make sure your team knows that the clinical team, if they sense some tension from the patient in the chair based on interaction with the provider, they tell the front desk and the front desk can tell the back so that you guys can communicate well to make sure that that notification is turned off so you don't end up with a bad review that you just don't need to have and to, to deal with. Yeah, definitely. I always tell people you can't control them if they want to write a bad review, but we don't have to encourage them yeah. to write the review by like sending them the text that's message. True. So that's, that's important. True. Yeah. So don't, don't wake up a sleeping bear. If they're about to, you know, say something, you can, you can definitely avoid it. But yes, as you said, they can go on their own and look you up and write your review if they wanted to. But we, if we can avoid it, it'll be nice if someone's upset so that we can diffuse that for sure. Well, I'm, I'm kind of, I learned some things today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Some, some great tips shared. This is a great way to accelerate your practice. And I know a lot of doctors are thinking like, oh, all of this costs money. But when you think about it and you automate this, it takes away from an extra person that you're, you're paying. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against hiring employees because we, I, that's important and you need people in your office for that one-on-one care. However, if you add up the costs for this, and this is a, a job for a couple people here, because it can be pretty time-consuming. Look, if you're going to like look at the cost, look at how much this costs you per month and how much not just the employee's hourly wages, but the payroll taxes, workers' compensation, the benefits, all of that stuff. And you don't have to worry about one of these systems calling in sick. Yeah. It's very true. It's very true. And again, as you said, like, you know, COVID definitely was during COVID time was hard. But I, one of the things that I noticed with a lot of my practices that they really, it, it was a good challenge for them to realize what can they do to make things more efficient in their practices. Yeah. And even my practices that were, you know, not chartless and they were chart, still like, you know, trying to figure all that. It really motivated them to be like, okay, this is my time to be able to figure out a system where appointments can be made online. They can pay online. I mean, all that stuff that we, like, I felt like before COVID, I would suggest and my clients would be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not there. Not, we're not there yet. I don't think my firm does can handle that yet. But have we all learned that these changes have been great for, I mean, I have yet to hear an office say, well, I wish I'd never signed up for online scheduling. <laughs> right. You don't hear that. You know, it's definitely, it's been a great change. And again, as we just said in the beginning, staffing issues are ongoing, you know, it's still challenging. So if you can automate anything in your practice to make it more efficient and make sure the phones are answered, patients are getting on the schedule. It's just a peace of mind there. Yes, it's costly, but at the same time, when you compare it to payroll and what you do in the sense of keeping a staff member in the chair and making sure they actually show up every morning, you know, they're efficient about it. These systems are always going to work. You know, it's going to be there as long as you know how to utilize them to their full potential. Awesome. 
Well, thanks, Malika. It was great chatting with you this morning. It's always great chatting with you. I I feel like even through the podcast, we learned something from each other, which is awesome. (laughs) You can never stop learning. I I love dentistry. (laughs) Until next time, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Accelerating Your Dental Practice. To connect with Malika and Michelle, visit zardentalconsulting.com and affinitymanagement.co and learn how they can help you accelerate your practice even further.